What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Tea Time. Um, this is Logan hosting this time, my first time doing this. So, you know, if I struggle a little bit, you know, bear with me. But, you know, I have Trevor here to help me out. Um, just me and Trevor today. And as you can see from the host of the, or the title of this uh, video, or listen, whatever you want to call it, um, it's a special, special episode for me, you know, being a Giants fan. But we're going to do a, a, a Giants, you know, off-season review and, you know, season outlook. And, you know, Trevor, I'm glad to have you here with me because, obviously, you're, you're not a Giants fan. And, you know, me as a fan of this team, you know, when I'm on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, a lot of the stuff I see is catered to, you know, Giants fans. Yeah. What we think. So, I like to have a neutral source here, you know. I like to see what a neutral team thinks about my team, you know, because, obviously, I'm getting a, an opinion from an Eagles fan. It's going to be biased towards the Eagles. Or division yeah, like a division game. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um... So, you know, someone that doesn't hate us and is just a neutral source, you know, it's good to see what they think because, you know, it's obviously I'm a little biased towards my team. Someone can be biased towards their team, but, you know, I don't think you hate the Giants. I mean, you're a Lions fan. I mean, no, there's no bad blood between our teams at I, all. I've, I've always been, you know, kind of a Giants fan, right. like, a, like a distant fan. I've always liked Eli and I obviously loved Tiki Barber mm-hmm. back in the day. And they've had just Michael Strand, like just dogs in this century, and and they obviously the famous '80s defense. But um, no, just my just real quick, my impression of the Giants uh, last season. Yes. Um, for like I'll just base it on the one time I saw them play the Lions, and it was kind of in the hot streak of both of these teams. Mm. It was when we started to we started to come down a little bit. That fire was kind of fading away, but obviously you know you guys. We're a better team that day. Well I, well, I mean, either way, it was it was a good, fun game, and yeah. it was tight the entire time until the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and it just came down to. I honestly, it came down to the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have one guy that's. I, I me, me personally, I'm bi- this is a biased opinion, obviously, but I really do believe Jared is a premier passer mm-hmm. at least. But Daniel Jones brings that you know rush element to mm-hmm. it. But um, and there's one one thing I want to discuss later on about Daniel Jones and Jared Goff. But mm-hmm. We'll discuss that later. But something that I'm very glad to have you on here as a, <clears throat> as, a as a Lions fan and Jared Goff fan that we'll talk about soon. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, what do you think about us starting seven and one, us going to the playoffs? You know, in year one of a rebuild. The seven and one was crazy. I mean, beating the Packers in London was wild. Mm-hmm. I remember that game. Um, Lamar. They, yeah, no, they played they played good football down like in the beginning phases of the of the season with you know kind of no one mm-hmm. with what we would, what we would call his best buy employees out there playing but uh shout out to Dayball and the GM for being able to at least see that these depth guys could actually start and win 7 out of their first 8 games that's impressive they went mm-hmm. to the playoffs and beat the Vikings so i mean you got to give them props for at least appearing in the playoffs and actually and beating yeah. beating the Vikings. It's more than some teams can say for the last thirty years, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think they have a lot to look forward to. I think they got a lot better through the draft and stuff, which I'm sure you'll touch up on more in detail there. But uh, going into this year, I think you got to expect double digits and at least contending for the division yeah. title. But and that's hopefully what another playoff win or two. But we we got to at least make it there. Definitely. But you know that you don't want to miss the playoffs. Like after like that's that's what the sad thing about what happened like they made the playoffs with garbage, mm-hmm. and now they're actually like there's no excuses and a now. much tougher schedule this year as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. But I, I have hope in Dayball, bro. We were talking about him all year last year, yeah. you know, off mic obviously, but he's he's been the unsung hero. I mean, not really unsung. He gets credit, but 
I mean, he's revitalized the culture for the Giants since the Eli Manning, like, prime Eli days. Mm-hmm. Like, when you would be scared of that team going into the playoffs, not, you know, their weird one-and-done years or him getting pulled by Mac- Ben McAdoo or whatever. But, like, I'm talking, you know, they could, they could get back to those, you know, maybe getting two rings, three rings. You, so. you never know. Yeah, like, I hope so. It's an esteemed franchise. They, they got to reach for those heights. <laughs> for sure. But I know I guess right now is a good time to go into our off-season departures. Um, number one, I'll go into Kenny Galladay. <laughs> we, we cut him. Uh, addition by subtraction there. Oh, thank God. Um, Get him uh, out of the league. Uh, USFL? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the weirdest situations, one of the worst free agency signings ever. Shout out Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge for that. Um yeah, I mean, he, he barely played last year. I mean, you saw a guy to that much money for him to barely play, and when he does play, it's lackluster. You know, at least he's, he did score a touchdown for us in that last game. But dude, Darius Slay. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, bro, for what they paid him, he was nothing. No, nothing. I, he was legitimately just a body on a fucking yeah. roster for $72 million, right? Yeah. That's, that's he pulled off the biggest Heist. legal robbery <laughs> of all time. Um, but yeah, glad he's gone. You know, we need to get that some money for us. Yeah, and, get know, that, we have better guys in there now. That poison out of there. Um, but uh, Darius Slayton, he was a free agent, but we brought him back. Um, I like that. Julian Love, we we sadly had to let him go, but you know, I won't say addition by subtraction, but he was. So we we had a, we had a deal for him, and he declined that contract, and we gave that contract and gave it to Darius Slayton, and he took it. So. But Julian Love, I, I will call him the Kirk Cousins of, of safeties. You know, you look at Kirk Cousins, anything better than Kirk is a good quarterback. Anything below Kirk is not so good. You know, that's that, that baseline. You know? I'm going to say this about Julian Love real quick because I'm glad you actually brought him up. Mm-hmm. I remember against the Lions game, he was locking locking our guys, like relatively locking down coverage and actually not missing assignments mm-hmm. in the first half. Mm-hmm. And it was like twenty eight to twenty three. It was still a tight game or something. I don't remember the final score, but I just remember him letting up some very yeah. big throws in the in the crunch time, the crunch the crunch so time. He was a guy where the good things about him was his IQ, his toughness, his mental things. But as an athlete, he's middle of the pack. Where did he wind up going? He was a uh, with C- He's at Seattle now, dude. They're fucking um, backfield, yeah, it's, bro. It's, I mean, for a third, like he's like third safety there. That's a Good third safety, but dude, they'll put him in on different uh, third down packages. packages. Yeah, like this guy, this guy is, you know, he, he's he's. Well, I'm not trying to disrespect him. No, he he's is still a good player. Good. Yeah, yeah. But I think he is, you know, that in that average tier. Like it's not a loss, so to say. Like it's, sure, it hurts to lose that guy. He's a captain of the defense, but we can do without him. It's like know? Okuda, but not as bad because you didn't pick him yeah. as high. But you, yeah. you know, you, you're not losing much on that end. But you know, he, he's a guy that can play outside corner, he can play slot corner, both safety spots, maybe a little bit of linebacker. So you know, it's tough to lose a guy like that, but it, it's not that big of a loss. You know, I, I hope he does well in Seattle. I think he will. Um, but like I was saying, he's just that that middle Kirk Cousins, that mid tier. You know, he's like the he's the baseline of what yeah, you want. Exactly. Okay. And then the the other names I'm looking at on these lists, and it, it's literally like when you start a Madden franchise and go to the free agents and look at the 70 overall players. That you know, Richie James, he's he's that 70 overall 90 speed receiver. Like, oh, he has decent speed. Let's sign him. Hmm. Jalen Smith, that that it's like, oh, okay, he's an like 83 speed linebacker. Let's let's sign him. It's just guys like that. Nick Vanette, like guys like that. It's just like. 
this we won a playoff game with this last year. Like it's look at what we have now, which I'll, I'll go with, I'll get with soon. But it's just like crazy. Like we but did these we guys did were yeah. on the roster. I mean, Marcus Johnson. You know who that is? Mm, I can't. The starting receiver for us last year. I oh <laughs> uh, wow. I can't say I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Shout out to Marcus Johnson. Out yeah, there. but uh, yeah. So that that was most of our. Uh, you know, there's not really any more. John Feliciano is another guy we lost. You know, he's starting center for us last year. But, you know, he's older, spent some time in Buffalo as a guard. You still like to see those guys stay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just in case. Also, Nick Gates we lost last year. You know, he was a long-time giant. You know, broke his leg the year, uh, year before last year. Came back. He was always a solid player for us. He went to Washington. You know, hurts to lose a guy like that, but you know it's 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 not a big loss. You know, it's like we can move forward. With you guys that. replenished well, and yeah. we're, you're going to get into that. I, yeah. yeah, but so you know, it's a couple guys here and there that we lost, but overall, it's it's nothing too crazy. You know, mm. um, so yeah, that's pretty much most of our you know big losses, I guess you could say. So I'll, I'll go into uh, some of our additions. Um, we signed Raheem Nunez Roaches, D tackle from Tampa Bay. Love that. Um, so one of our biggest weaknesses this offseason, or, or this past season, was run defense. You know, I know we have Dexter Lawrence, I know we have Leonard Williams, but when those, when those guys came out the field, you know, we had guys like Justin Ellis and Nick Williams. Do you know who those, those guys are? I, I know. Exactly. No, I know. Um, so our run defense was just horrible. So uh, Raheem Nunes-Roches, he's not a very good pass rusher, but we're not paying him to do that. No. You know, he's, he's next to Dexter Lawrence, he's next to Leonard Williams. And he might elevate his play right. being next to Dexter Lawrence, who came off a career year. Mm-hmm. I mean... And, and I mean, and Raheem Nunes-Roches, obviously we, we live in the Tampa Bay area, you guys know this, and we said this, every Bucks fan I know t- tells me, like, hey, you guys got a good one. And, no, and if you watch the tape, like, he, he's an underrated player, he really is. He's going to be more um, than just a body out right, there. He'll, like, he'll take a position next to Dexter Lawrence, mm-hmm. I think, right now. And like he, on I, the I'm not saying he's, he's an elite run defender, but he's a good run defender. He's he an above-average run stopper. And I think the most impressive thing I ever saw with him was like his power moves. Mm-hmm. Like He's able to get off that lineman and, like if anything, make the correct tackle. drive him backwards, you know? You and see that a lot. Fun fact about him is that uh, I went to Giants, Giants versus uh, Bucks. It was Monday night. Uh, the year before, the year before this year, um, Joe Judge's last season, and, and you know we got our ass kicked. It was like thirty to nine, whatever it was. Um, Daniel Jones actually threw a pick to Raheem Nunez Roaches. Huh. So, uh, so yeah. But you know, I know the coaching staff's happy to have him. I know he's happy to be here. So, underrated leader on the defense, and he he's definitely a locker room guy. Um, but you know, speaking on that run defense, we also brought in Bobby Okereke, linebacker from the Colts. You know, four year, forty million. I'm underrated signing yeah. that's not been talked about enough, but he's I think he's going to six years old. He's, he's going to add an element to your yeah. your your linebacker, your front seven in general. Mm-hmm. He'll be a, he'll be a leader. Talk about leaders, he'll be a leader. Yeah, and, and honestly, like our our linebacking room was probably the most porous in in the NFL. I do want to shout um, out Harrison Barnes. I hope he's still on the roster as a depth guy, but you know we'll we'll see. He did play in the playoff game. Harrison Barnes. <laughs> he got him from the Lions. He was oh, a former no. first round pick. <sighs> Jared. Davis. No, Gerard Davis. Gerard Davis. I, excuse yeah. me. We still have him. Yeah, we do yeah, still have him. I do him. like Gerard Davis. I yeah. want to see him be maybe that linebacker that three. Yeah, yeah, like he's good. Um, you know, we still have younger. We have uh, Darian Beavers, who we drafted last year in like the sixth round. He tore ACL last year. So, you know, maybe there's something from him. But I don't know. He's from Cincinnati when they were with Sauce Gardner that, that mm. year last year. Where they were that whole defense that we got drafted. Devin Ritter. Um, we also have uh, Michael McFadden, who I think we drafted the first year with Dable, I want to say. So we we have a, we have two young guys there, and, and you know we have, like I said we have veterans and 
Okereke and, and Davis. So, you know, there's some competition there. Um, but Okereke will definitely help out with the run defense. You know, we, so he's still, he's, like I said, he's 26 years old. He's not old. He's um, agile, too. Yeah, he's agile. He's very good. He's, very, he's underrated in the pass coverage as well. Um, you know, obviously he's playing next to Shaquille Leonard, so I'm sure Shaquille will probably, you know, cover up some deficiencies that Okereke had. But, you know, bringing in a guy like that for $10 million a season is, is not bad. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm happier with Okereke making $10 million a season than what the Bears paid Tremaine Edmonds. I'm also, I don't even care about the money in this situation. He immediately becomes your best linebacker. Oh, yeah, instantly. Day one starter. And you needed that. <laughs> we did. Because that will elevate your other linebackers because, I mean, not to bring the USFL into an NFL episode, but the perfect example that I have for you is Keava Tazino and Reuben Foster. Mm-hmm. Keava Tazino was a above-average linebacker in Season 1 in the USFL. Reuben Foster addition, add, add veteracy mm-hmm. and talent to a, a you know a up and coming productive player or someone that you know could use a boost you, you see that help. that that recipe works mm-hmm. and so if they're bringing in veterans like Okerke that's that's great and, and Okerke's he's in in uh, obviously his OTAs and it's very early on but he's been impressed with some of what our young guys have been doing so you know if they can learn from him you know ideas can bounce around you know I'm not going to say we have two, we have a starting linebacker in there, but de- a, a depth piece that can come in and contribute. You know, Dude, I saw Malcolm Rodriguez right. start 15 games last year, bro. And, and linebacker is come that on. position where you, you can draft a guy in the fifth round and you can start for you for some time, you know? And you can even bring a guy up. Right. Like, you, ha- you guys probably like do have a linebacker two or three starter that's in your roster mm-hmm. and in your building right now. Yeah. But you just need, like, they made a right choice. They got a guy that's a veteran and a captain at that mm-hmm. level of the defense that's going to help maybe the... the at, t- at such a good price, too. Such a good 40 price. $40 million, that's a good deal for a linebacker, right. bro. You're going to secure him for this time. He's going to be a consistent factor to the defense and mm-hmm. someone to watch out for in a Giants uniform. Underrated. Opinion. Like It really is like an underrated pickup. Um, but another guy I want to talk about for our run defense is... So... This signing kind of came a little late. I don't know why, what was going on there, but you know about this guy more than a lot of people. You know, you being a former Rams fan, you're mm-hmm. a Jared Goff guy, but former Rams supporter. But, um, when they were Robinson. in St. Louis. But, but <laughs> we brought in Ashawn Robinson, another another solid D-tackle. No, he's he's big. Um, Good run defender, you know? He played next to Aaron Donald, and if he could, you know, replicate some of that production and learn with a younger Dexter, you know, and a younger Dexter. Ashawn's not that young. He's not that old. He's like 28, 27. No, no, he's, he's, I know he looks older, but... <laughs> he does. He does. I mean, he, he's... You know, once again, you're not asking this guy to pass rush. You're no, not. He's not going to be a J.J. Um, Watt or no. a fucking Joey Bosa. Just What you want out of him is, like, at least seven to eight to maybe nine tackles for loss in the right. season. You know, coming on first downs. You know, just quarterback pressures. I want to see that line actually. I want to see the trenches move within. Mm-hmm. Like the the great thing about what the Giants have, in my opinion, is they have a fucking star with Dexter Lawrence. Oh, I, so I love him. you literally add guys that are above average from other squads that you know we're doing okay, mm-hmm. and then you make them into something it's different. Like you literally you, you have the superstar, and now you have the role players around, and them. they're like, building exactly. the superstar even more exactly. because like they're gonna have. Dexter is drawing a double team, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, you but have you to. need guys yeah. that could like execute and finish a play. And, and don't don't forget about Kayvon's there as well. He's he's you know strong he is for a guy his size like. And he's coming back. He's going to be a hundred percent full off season. He won't be injured. You know, obviously, he got hurt in the preseason game last year, which was oh yeah. Was Thaddeus Lewis, shout out, shout out, or Thaddeus Moss, shout out Thaddeus Moss. Was, 
going to be going to the USFL <laughs> championship game next weekend. She is. <laughs> for the Birmingham Stallions. Um, crazy. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, our, our D-line, like, I'm not going to say it'll be one of the best in the NFL, but it has a potential to be for sure. Like, it, it, it has ha- upside. It, it, they're in the same situation. Like, literally, the Giants and the Lions are legitimately kind of symmetrical mm-hmm. in what they're going, what they have going on. Mm-hmm. But I think as long as they just keep adding youth and just keep bringing in guys that aren't name poppers, like big splash names. Just guys that can come in and fill a role, you know? They're going to come in for a great just price. And do their job. And they're going to put up good numbers. Mm-hmm. They're going to add a really good, productive, efficient defense and put it all together here. I see them doing better than what they did last year. I oh, see yeah. them maybe winning 11 games. I know their, their schedule's tough, but dude, you got to... At a certain point, you got to be like, okay, we can, you know, fuck that. No, mm-hmm. we can beat the Seahawks in Seattle. Right. Like, I mean, we can do that because we, we have to beat defense. Philly one time. We could beat Dallas one time. I mean, you, you're gonna have, have to. to. Yeah, I mean, there's no because Philly's gonna be on your ass too. Yeah. But it's just like I look back at some of our games against the Eagles last year, and you know, we all know how good the Eagles' offensive line is. Like it's our insane. run defense in those games, like we just got torn apart. Like Miles Sanders looked like. Saquon against us. He looked us. like God. Right. Like, so, so like, like now, like, like Ashawn Robinson and Raheem Nunes Roaches are, are good guys to have for, like, no, I'm not going to say second team, but, like, rotation. That's, yeah. Like, rotation that. pieces. Like, those are good rotation pieces. So, you know, two, two three underrated signings there for sure. But, I you know, agree. we also, we, we brought back Jihad Ward, Wink Martindale guy. He was with them in Baltimore. He's with them here now. Brought him back on a minimum contract. I mean, he's a... You know, he's a backup edge rusher, but he's a guy that he's a he's a leader. Like this guy's a locker room guy. Mm. He's kind of a goofball in that he's always messing around and stuff. But you know, obviously when shit gets serious, you know he knows how to act serious. Yeah. But you know, he's a good run defender. He's like I said, a team leader. So it's just good guy to have back. He's a, a veteran to you know for Kayvon not, not to not learn behind. He's obviously Kayvon starting, but a veteran to you know observe from. You know, he's, he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a couple of years now. Learn how to and, be a professional athlete exactly. and just yeah. learn how to be just a true edge rusher in a sense. Because, I mean, I know Kayvon, he's miles better than this yeah. guy. Probably, and that's, yeah. That's not a, it's not a slight, but what he can learn is just how to be like a complete player. Yeah. Keep your head on your shoulders. And, and Kayvon has been doing that. He's, he's a professional. He and is. it's never bad to have a good rotation of no, edge rushers, never, man. Never, I mean, never. And, you can never have too many edge rushers. And I want to see Kayvon, like I could see him dropping back sometimes to left yeah. outside linebacker, man. I think he could do it. Yeah. And, I, you know, who's going to have to play edge that play? Mm-hmm. you got to have a good guy to step up. So I like that. I like that they're keeping things... And necessities. That's mm-hmm. what they. That's what they seem to have done this off season so far to me. Mm-hmm. Is gone for complete necessities, not making outlandish spending. Kenny Galladay. Besides, besides, or Nate be- Solder. The only thing that people will ever argue this past off season about the Giants is they paid too much for Danny Dimes, which and I can agree with. Yes. I, I when you actually like break down the contract though, it's, it's heavily no, incentivized, yeah. and as well as they're actually breaking it into the cons- like they're breaking it down into years like. Like a yearly based thing, obviously. So he's not getting outrageous salary, and honestly, it wasn't the too much of a hit. hit. Is not huge. Yeah, no, it wasn't as bad as um, I thought it was going to be. You know, this is one thing about contracts that people, you know, I, I won't say casual like casuals will say this, but you know, Daniel Jones, for example, his contract is four year, one hundred sixty mil. He does not have a forty million cap hit for four seasons straight. That is mm. not how it works. That's not how contracts work in the NFL. It's not. Um, I, you know, I can pull up the details here, but I mean, it's it's, it's all common knowledge yeah. at this point. Um, if you're you know, just saying this shit, you're just trying to stir up controversy on Twitter at this right. point. And do I do I think it's it's an overpay? Yes, but you know, you look at the guys who he's making the same amount as. You know, Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford. 
Matt Stafford's on his last legs, and Dak Prescott led the league in picks last year. When he missed, like, six games. Right. So, and then <laughs> look at Dan right now is the eighth highest paid quarterback or seventh highest paid quarterback. Think about in a year or two when Burrow gets paid, when Herbert gets paid, what? when Mahomes deal gets Lawrence. Paid, when I mean, Lawrence gets paid, when, when, all the, when, when Tua gets paid, when all these guys get paid, and Dan is the 12th, 13th best, uh, most paid quarterback in the league, and that's about where he ranks, in my opinion, you know, that in, in top like, well, I mean, position. But the thing is, you pay, and like, I'm going to bring football into mm-hmm. this here real quick. You pay younger, guy, younger guys, you know, sometimes an excessive amount, but you, they locked him down. Mm-hmm. They locked him, like, he's secured for a while, so mm-hmm. they're going to really, like, try and ride on this production. And I see Danny, Danny Dimes, like, actually, you know, showing us progression with right. his pass game this year. Mm-hmm. They did nothing but help him on offense. Right. And they got Darren Waller. I mean, that's your 50-50 yeah. guy. You just throw it up to him and hope he fucking gets it. And I want to see more touchdown passes yes. out of Danny. I need to see more passing yards out of him 1,000%. Yes, yes. Like, he yes, needs a 35-plus 100-yard season for me. I would like to see 25 touchdown passing yes, touchdowns. at least. We got to at least. And, and I would like to see him maybe play it a little safer with the rushing mm-hmm. because he's not for getting sure. younger. Yes, for sure. Because I don't want to see him get some, uh, you know, I'm knocking on wood right now. But I don't want to see some terrible RG three injury while no, he's making a run no, down no. the sideline, or or gets hit in his head diving for a first down or something. Yes, because you know sometimes his slides can be a little whatever. But I'm gonna quote Brad Holmes real quick. You can only get worse the the quarterback position if you aren't ready. Yeah, like if you don't have a 100 percent sure guy, like and they may have a guy in the draft. So any team might have a guy in Caleb Williams next year, but. I, I'm saying, like, for your situation, every team's is different. So, like, I think Daniel Jones is the best quarterback for the Giants. Mm, exactly. I, I don't think that there's an argument there because, I mean, you see the team, how gritty it is. Like, and if we didn't sign him this offseason, who, who was who was playing quarterback for us? Davis Webb. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Davis Webb. And, and then what? Like, then, then, Jake Fromm? Like, then what? <laughs> then we're probably going to win six, seven games, be out of range for a top quarterback. Like, then what? You know, like, we, we had to pay Daniel. And, you know, watching the Giants every game last season, the first, you know, that 7-1 and stretch, Saquon carried. I'm not going to lie. Saquon was a big part. But, but you, you need know, that out of your running back. Th- that, those last couple games, you know, Saquon was, you know, a little, little bit beat up. You know, the, as the season goes on, everybody gets a little you, beat yeah. up. But those last couple games, you could tell that, you know, Danny was getting more comfortable. And especially in that playoff game. Like, Danny won us that playoff game. Like, Against had, the Vikings? Like, four touchdowns yeah. in that game. Like, he, he had... Like what, nineteen rushes or something like that? Like, who? I, I don't even. He know. He looked agile. I mean, he obliterated that defense. Yeah, with, I mean, he had hundred yards rushing. He had three hundred yards passing. He was balling out there. And I think it's like the first, like he broke a record with yeah. that, like being a playoff debut and all. Cause yeah. Like that, that was impressive to see out of him in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And he has one under his belt now. And you just want to see him get back there and execute again. But this time, you know. You're going to have to go against a top dog again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the extra ammunition that was added via draft and free agency, you yes. want to see at least not, not you know, not saying that it's not a bad thing that they got through the divisional, but scoring 14 points yeah. in the divisional, you don't want it's to see that. It's not good. It's, you're not going to win. But this is, what, this is what I was talking about before when, when I said I was glad to have you here talk about Jared Goff and Daniel Jones. So mm. now the Giants were going into year two of this offense. So Daniel Jones, you look at his past. He came in with Pat Shermer, had a you know good scoring rookie season, but you know obviously he had the fumbles and the turnovers. He did no, he did have a good rookie year. Um, I remember his rookie year. You know, I don't care if a, rookie, a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, turns the ball over a lot, as long as you see like really yeah, good he's upside. Like Twenty-four touchdowns, whatever. But you know, it's year two, you know, kind of regressed. 
Pat Shermer gets fired, I think. Yeah, Pat Shermer gets no, no. Pat Shermer got fired after year one. Mm. Year two, Pat or Joe Judge comes in with Jason Garrett. Year two's you know the the offense is awful. Jason Garrett gets fired after yeah. that year. No, year three, Jason Garrett's still there. He oh, gets God. fired halfway through the year. Mm. Then he gets hurt. You know that's, that's a year of one system, a year and a half of another system. Joe Judge gets fired. It, that, that that fucks with your quarterback, you know. Fucks with any player, right? Any player. So now you know he has a, a year under his belt with Dable, a guy who, who you know is going to be here for however many years. He'll, um, he'll be the next coach for them for the next ten years. And, and, and he you, will. You saw the progression from Daniel Jones. Like I remember watching Week Two against the Panthers. Um, you know, I remember we we started that game off six to zero. We won that game, but we started off six to zero. We had two. We had a fumble. And a, we recovered a fumble on a kickoff. Kicked the field goal. Got like a pick or a fumble in the next possession and kicked the field goal. It was 6-0 to zero after, after two turnovers by our defense. Mm. And I just remember every time Daniel would drop back, I wanted to tear my eyes out. I was like, stop, just, just give it to Saquon every single play. Then you fast forward to the playoff game, and it's, no, Danny, keep it every single play. You're making every right decision. So yeah. You saw this guy just get better and better. And Made better a 180. And just more confident. Like, and one thing is his confidence is sky high right now. Mm. You can like... With Joe Judge, you could tell like, he wasn't very confident at all. He was very conservative. And they're know? building the offense around him now. And... But even even like I showed you some videos before, even like outside of football, you see Dan's more confident. You know, you see him at country country yeah, concerts. He's no. dancing, he's singing. It's like we American. never saw this from him before. You no, know? you didn't. Like, he he's he's expressing himself. He's more. lively. He's not just some like he's not just he's a robot. You know. Yeah, and he was. And because it's New York, you mm-hmm. have to be, especially as an athlete. I get it. You can't make one fucking slip up with your words, mm-hmm. especially in New York. But it's just one of those things where like you're actually seeing his personality yeah. now, and that's because he's probably becoming an actual leader. He's comfortable, you know. No, yeah, no, um, I appreciate that. But you know, back to about Jared Goff is. You know, you saw this firsthand, the improvement of being in year two of a system. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, I mean, I mean, the Lions' offense this year was stellar. It was top, stellar. top three. Yeah. It's top so, three and, on paper. And, and, you know, obviously year one, it was, a, it was a good offense, but, like, it wasn't anything to it was a, run It was actually, about, you know? it, it was, through the first seven weeks of Anthony Lynn as our OC, and he got fired after week seven, after a terrible outing in Pittsburgh. They were one and seven, and mm-hmm. then he got fired. Um, and then you saw Ben Johnson mm-hmm. come in, and this is a young guy, tight ends coach, and he was play calling. And Dan didn't let him have the reins yet in that Dan season. Campbell, that is. Dan Campbell, excuse <laughs> me, I got, you know I, I say Dan because he's just a, he's a two Dan. He's a Dan. <laughs> oh, shout out to Asian Dan out there. You know who you are, brother. <laughs> shout out Asian um, Dan. But um, let me just say this, Jared, from, e- from in every system he's been in, year three has always been uh-huh. his best. You look back at Cal, you look back on the Rams. He went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Nearly, he sent the Packers packing at Lambeau. That's hard to fucking do, no matter who you are. I don't care who the fuck you can be. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. That's hard to do. That's Lambeau Field yeah. um, against Rodgers. Yes. And now I'm expecting big things out of Jared, but you do see it, the first season. Jared had no confidence. Mm-hmm. He was destroyed. He was literally tossed in the trash literally. and literally thrown in the garbage. He was a first overall draft pick, and mm-hmm. they just gave up on him utterly. Found out while Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay were in a hot tub in Cabo. Got a call from Sean, and he even admitted he handled it terribly. Sean McVay, that is. But they disrespected the fuck out of him. They did. They really did. And, you know, first season, you're like, oh, that's that's Jared. That's Jared Goff. He's, yeah, he's, he's done. He's going to be a free agent in 
two years yeah. lines are not the quarterback. Not even. Whatever. People were like, yo, after this, he's done. He's done. He's not even going to be a starter. But, like, you know. People were calling for that. Yeah. Nick Wright on uh, FS1, he's like, yo, we have a guy out here that's not even going to be a starting quarterback next year. Yeah. And then I remember my, I remember even me, like, I was saying, yeah, the Lions draft Malik Willis. I remember, I remember me saying that and, you know, looking back on him, wow. <laughs> Why did I ever think that? But now... Jared is considered in, on many top tens in yeah. quarterback lists. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I mean the stats show it. He proved that. I mean, and even that he doesn't have a true X. No, he hasn't had a true um, X since Cooper. And yeah. Cooper's not even an X. He's a slot. Now he has another kind of Cooper in Amon Ra, which is I like to notate that pattern that he kind of obviously elevates receivers with his passing game. But it's not just about the game style that needs to change for both those guys. Like, and, and I'm not saying that it did. Jared said he changed some footwork here and there that changes, you know, throwing mechanics. But I think it ultimately is the confidence level. Yeah. I mean, and that, Rams, and that comes with, you know, sticking with the same coach and the same system and building and, building that confidence. And having people know? that believe in you. Exactly. With exactly. Sean McVay, he had, Jared had no reins. He couldn't audible. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do anything. It was play action or give it to Gurley. Mm-hmm. But now, he's able to modify, like, adjust, right. work with his receivers. He, they're getting him playmakers with Jameson Williams when he can fucking see the field. And, and but, that, that's why I wanted to bring in Goff, because I think Goff and Daniel are very in very similar situations. They are. You know? They are like like, like like I was saying, you know, uh, what's his name? Johnson, Brad or the, the uh, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, yeah. the OC. Yeah, yeah, Ben Johnson. You know, he he's been he wants golf. He actually wants to play with him and, and improve with him. You know, and we're seeing that like with Dable and Kafka. You know, they came in. They inherited Daniel Jones. You know, mm. they they didn't draft this guy. So you know, they learned everything to love him. was on the table. Yeah. Like, like, before last season, everybody was prepared for, okay, this is Daniel Jones last year with, with the Giants. People were like Stroud, people, you know. Yeah, like, like Bryce Young. We're, we're, there are Anthony Richardson. That was a even big one. in the draft buildup, I was still here on Twitter. Yeah. Like, I, I was seeing, yo, Giants are taking QB here. Yeah. And I'm like, why? why? Yeah. They just won a playoff game with Daniel Jones. Why and, would they do that? He's not Trent Dilfer. No. You're not cutting him after a Super Bowl and, win, and, you know? And, what? And I know, you know, it was a rough first couple years for Danny, but. You know, we saw in the 2020 draft, Dan was drafted 2019, six overall. In the 2020 draft, people were calling us to draft Justin Herbert. In the 2021 draft, people were calling us to draft Justin Fields. It's like no one wanted to give this guy a chance. And you, you bring a guy in like Dable who can who knows how to work with a quarterback. Right now, and this is a stretch, bro. This mm-hmm. might be a stretch. This might be a bold statement that I'm about to say here. But I, I would take Daniel Jones still over both of those guys you just listed. Because Justin Herbert hasn't won a game that meant anything. In fact, he actually just let go of a 27-0 to nil lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, you know, and he has the upside. He has the talent. You know, Justin Herbert's a, you know, he's a generational ceiling. talent. He has yeah. a higher, much higher ceiling. And, and I, don't get that twisted. But yeah. what you have to think about when it comes especially to football is... It doesn't, more it doesn't, than just it doesn't matter what you look speed. like. It's not, you don't have to look like Lamar and play like Vic. To, to be a, a, the best quarterback in the I mean, league. Look at Tom Brady. Look at that Tom. Athletic look at Peyton no, fucking Manning, yeah. bro. He could barely Eli run. Eli. Yeah. Like, like, look at fucking Dan, uh, Randall Cunningham. He had to change his whole game plan because he had an injury, yeah. reformed to a pocket passer, and was still amazing. Like, there's so many aspects of football. You have to actually go and win meaningful games yeah. to have a legacy and to be, like, respected. You can put up monster numbers in the regular season. And, you know, Daniel Jones hasn't really done that yet. But, but he does think, put up good rush numbers. But I um, think I think right now, like his best is yet to come. 
like I think. I was actually about to get into that real quick, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say this in kind of harsh terms because I feel like the same critique was put on Goff and is always put on Goff. Mm-hmm. But if that was the best that Daniel has last season, you, you ride out with him one, mm-hmm. two more years, and then I, I would, you know, try and draft, you know, Arch Manning yeah. or, you know, hopefully. or fucking uh, Quinn Ewers. Ewers or, you know, there's guys coming out yeah, that you could look forward guys. to. But yeah. what you could do with Dan is, you know, try and make your playoff presence known. Know that he has limitations. Treat him like a Kirk. And just build around him. Try to build him up. Build a monster. Go get Terrison Jr. Go get monster players out of the draft. Get Make your place a, like, a... What it used to be, yeah. What it like, it literally, what that franchise used to be was a paradise franchise that players would want to go play mm-hmm. for because they would not only win games, but they were successful. They were in big games, like they were they were at Lambeau. They were going to these big games they, that mattered. They weren't just getting shut out, and they weren't putting Davis Webb into QB sneaking on a third and ten on their <laughs> yeah. own fifteen. They weren't doing that. No, it was, uh, it was Jake Fromm. Oh, Jake Fromm! <laughs> Shout out Jake Fromm. The guy that literally his draft stock fell because he was saying racial like he was to his girlfriend, yeah. bro. Like, and it was a, it, it was a mess uh, for years. For I mean, not years, but like for four, three, three to four years, it was a mess for the Giants. And I like to see them go in this direction uh, now. Yeah, five years. I they're say. they're literally finding calmer waters. But like you said, the schedule, and I, I want you to get into this. It, it's fucking tough this year. Yeah. It's not. It's no slouch. Maybe it's, we're like the third hardest schedule in the NFL this I, year. Honestly, I was looking at it, bro. You might have the hardest it's, schedule, it's, bro. It's tough. I mean, look at the away games. The, the top three is literally like us, Dallas, and Philly. Like, it's all the same division. But, it, like, that's what doesn't make... Like, I, I don't know who's scheduling these games, like, like these schedules sometimes, but they're on crack. Oh, no, they had to, they had to fix our schedule because we had, like, five away games in the first bro, but seven that, games. Like, what are they thinking, bro? Like, <laughs> well, they, they, they fixed it. Now we have, like, four in the first seven. No, so no but still, though, the fact <laughs> that they, like, the NFL had to correct the schedule, like, yeah. that's already, su- like, that's already sus. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, and it's because for so long, we got the phrase NFC least. Yeah. You know, and that was during now those Joe Judge. <laughs> that, that was during that Joe Judge phase, the yeah. fucking Carson Wentz booty phase, and yeah. uh, the, the, you know, the Commanders, the Commanders, and, and but the Dallas the and Commanders was, being the football team era. That's what that was. Yeah, the now they're team. now they're, they're, they're like they're not better, but you know they're not worse. No, but it, it, it's just that division is fucked. Yeah. Um, from head to toe. But, but I, I did want to talk about some of the weapons that we got for Daniel Jones this offseason. So. One of the biggest emphasis we had this offseason that Joe Shane and Dable had is speed. Mm. You know, even during the season last year, he was saying, like, we're, we're not a very fast team. And, you know, when you bring Corey in... Pimpleton? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you have, you know, when your fastest guy is Richie James, a guy that's a practice squad player. You know, shout out Richie James. He had some good games for us last year, but, like, you don't want that guy as your best receiver. Mm, um, mm. But, you know, you mentioned no. um, Darren Waller. Uh, we use it. We use the draft pick we got from Kadarius Tony and turned into Darren Waller. So that's you know a potential top five tight end if he stays healthy. But that's also a, a guy who's fast, who's strong, who's good hands, mismatch. Yeah. So complete mismatch down the seams. You know, just health is his concern. It's always but been. It, it's a guy that Daniel Jones has never had before, though. He, he's never had anything like Dude, that. Dude, he's never had. A- like a receiving playmaker, yeah. like threat. Besides Saquon. And, and Saquon, like, you don't even want to say that about your running back. A running back, yeah. You yeah. know? But I, I like that pickup because Darren Waller, like we talked about a little bit earlier, he he's like that 50-50 ball guy, yeah. but he's also 
fast. He's very fast. For so, his size, he's very fast. I mean, using him to just maybe not even have a monster year, but to draw guys exactly. off and create open space mm-hmm. and zone coverage and stuff, like that could be something that is utilized by Dayball. Yeah, another guy we brought in on a one-year, $3 million contract. I think this is one of the most underrated signings of the offseason. It's Paris Campbell. I know he's had problems staying healthy as well, but he's 25 years old. He's mm. young. He's very young. Um, he Prove it, deal. Yeah, I mean, he worked with Dable in in uh, at Alabama. You know, I don't I know when Dable and Shane were in Buffalo. They brought him in for a pre-draft visit. So I mean, they, he's always been on the radar. And one year, three million dollars as a, just a prove it deal. Like that, that's another guy who's very fast, very fast. And one thing you hope from him is that he just shows that level of production that yes. you expect out of a guy with those kind of physical yeah. attributes. But I just want to see him actually utilized in the game plan mm-hmm. because, like you, I actually do like him. Yeah, I, I've never had a problem with Paris Campbell. He just, like you said, he struggles with injuries. Yeah. He's still young. And, and I, I was watching this uh, interview with Darius Slayton, who we also like that we brought him back. He's surprisingly led our team in receiving in three of his four seasons in the NFL. <laughs> Believe that or not? Yeah. But no, but like he's, he's a, solid. Though. He's a good playmaker, yeah. and you know what? Also he, fast. He's fast. Yeah. And when they actually get more guys in than they did. Um, when we actually break the roster down, mm-hmm. like I feel like he's a good wide receiver three. He is, you yeah. Know, like he's definitely a solid guy, you know? you know? Guy you want on your team. He's a good leader. And for pretty good contract, too. Yeah, cheap. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, Paris Campbell, like, he also, like, Darius Slayton was saying that Paris Campbell's also, like, 205, 210. Like, he's a pretty big dude for, mm. for, for a guy that fast. Like, definitely a number of ways we could use him, you know? Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, we brought in, like, Jamison Crowder, but, you know, that's a return man, depth guy, probably will get cut. Um, and then I'll get, in, I'll get into uh, Jalen Hyatt a little bit later. We'll talk about the whole draft as a whole. But, you know, another guy that's speedy. Um, but, I mean, yeah, and then obviously, you know, we re-signed Dexter Lawrence, the four-year deal, I think, you know, about $22 million a year or whatever it was. Um, well-deserved, well-deserved. But, um, yeah, that's most of our big free agency um, – Acquisitions, but you know, I guess now's a good time we can transition over to the draft. What do you think? No, I, I, I think the draft for them. Um, real quick, I'll just give my overall opinion, just because I, you know, I don't, I'm not too knowledgeable on the players mm-hmm. because I'm not like a Giants fan, but just based on what I saw, uh, they filled plenty of holes that they had oh, on yeah. the roster. They probably had one of the top three drafts of the NFL, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I'm a little biased, but in my opinion, no. Yeah. But just me, objectively speaking, just based based on the players that they were able to acquire, when they were able to acquire them, I oh, think yeah. that they stole Hyatt. I really do. Yeah. I, 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 we on our big board on our big fifty. I mean, he was up there. He was I mean, he was there. he yeah. was in our top twenty seven, top twenty five. I mean, he I mean, was. He was a beast in college. Absolute monster. I know. I know his, his route tree was simple, but I mean, he had five touchdowns in Alabama. In Alabama, and it's a team that's known for his DBs, you know. And they also, you know, they they addressed what they needed to. Yeah. And I, I think, me personally, I would give them an A minus in the draft. But uh, did you want to go over maybe your sleeper pick of yes, the draft? Or um, we'll just go over the draft real yeah, quick so, in general. Yeah, I'll go over. So first round, we got Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. We traded up one spot to get him. So um, jealous of that pick as a Lions oh, fan. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I was, I was. If you guys listen to our, our mock drafts, I was high on Deontay Banks the whole way. Like, I, the second, like after the combine came out, and I actually watched this guy's tape and looked at his numbers, I was like, wow, like this, this guy's pretty good. You know, he kind of popped out of nowhere, but like, you know, he he's four three player, like really, like really, really athletic, forty inch vertical. I mean, anything you want physically from a corner, he's got it. And he, he uh. 
I know it's a athleticism thing, but he, he ranks in like the 99th percentile of corners of for like athleticism scores and the guys in, in in like in that you know volume is uh Tariq Woolen, Patrick Peterson and and Deion Sanders. It's really good company. One thing I wanted to say about Deontay Banks was that like he just uses his his size. Like mm-hmm. he actually is top heavy a little bit. He's broad mm-hmm. and he's very lengthy. Yes. Like his arms are long like and I I trust him to be your guys cornerback one in the near future. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. saying I'm not saying right now. But yeah, I, but Adore is probably gone for this year. We don't resign him and who else but But honestly, I'm if I'm the Giants, I'm keeping Adore. I'm signing him to a 2-year, yeah. $12 million contract next year and I want him and I want to develop some kind of chemistry. And you know, even if Adore falls down on the depth chart on the roster, goes down to maybe slot guy or maybe a nickel corner. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to keep some of these familiar faces, Deontay Banks' rookie season, because if they're able to treat him like sauce a little bit with how he's like kind of the some focal freedom. point, yeah. yeah, give him some freedom and give him some like, give him some like help, mm-hmm. you know, let guys mend with him and, and bond with him on the field, especially game time. I mean, Xavier McKinney's back there, you know, he's a smart guy. And, and he's probably going to be captain this oh, year yeah, again. Sure. I mean, it's just one of these things where if you are able to plug him into a system where they have already above average corner and defensive backs, especially safety help, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to give this guy so much confidence and he's going to he's gonna become locked down. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, you I want. Agree. And, you know, Wing Martin, though, loves to blitz. So, you know, a lot of these guys are beyond man coverage on islands. And, and Deontay Banks has this physicality and speed to run with anybody in, in the NFL. Anybody. You know, like the, the, the numbers show it. I mean... Obviously, you know, it, corner's a very tough position. It's a tough transition. It's probably the toughest. It probably is the toughest besides quarterback. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably up there with quarterback. I would say corner. it might be even harder. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't expect him to be Sauce Gardner off rip. I don't. But um, but you never know. No, you, you, no you one... never know. Um, and obviously, you know, I don't see much of a difference between him and Devon Witherspoon. You know, De- Witherspoon's mm-hmm. a lot more physical. He is. But, you I know, feel like he has more weight on him, too. Probably, yeah, probably a little bit heavier. But, you know, Banks is more a little bit more athletic. You know, I think probably more of a more pure cover corner. Okay. But, you know, I think the sky's the limit for him. And to, to me, this reminds me of when the Bills picked Tredavious White and mm. with Dable and Shane in the building. So, if so this, maybe that's their Tredavious if, White? If he can be our Tredavious White, I mean, by all means. I mean, I, I would love it. Wow. Um, I didn't think about it like that. That's a good That's a good alignment there because the, the NFL is all about patterns, in mm-hmm. my opinion, like... Just how people use certain schemes and certain types of players. It's roster with, building, you know? And it's 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 key to notate like and to also to kinda of predict what kind of you know, way your team and club's exactly. gonna go. And yeah. I I think that's a very important thing you notated there because you're able to connect the dots for your squ- yeah. for your squad there. And I think if you're a Giants fan you Gotta like, be happy with it. You gotta be happy with it. But I guess I'll move on to our second round pick. This is my sleeper pick for us. It's a guy that was mocked to us in the first round for months. It's John Michael Schmidt, center out of Minnesota. You know, it's not the most athletic guy, not the most, you know, physically gifted guy, but he's a guy that you know you can rely on. You know, he we, we didn't have a starting center. We, we literally didn't have a center, like, at all. Mm-hmm. We, we had a guy named, like, J.C. Hausenauer, like a backup center from the Steelers. Like, there was no way that guy was going to start for us. Yeah. There was no way he was going to come in and block Jalen Carter and, and, and Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. Um, but, you know, John Michael Schmidt, you know, he might have a better – chance at that. I mean, it's a hard task for any He's center. a dog. I was watching his tapes. He has that confidence. He has that swagger to him. And he has that mean streak to him. That's one thing for linemen is that they, they have to got to be mean. And, and You have to be a dick. Yeah. And, you have to and, be an and, asshole. Uh, the Minnesota, I think it was offensive line coach or head coach, whatever it was, he said, off the field, this guy's super nice, but on the field, he's an asshole. 
You let and your that's what out. you want in your lineman. That's what you want in your lineman. I mean, you want that Taylor Lewan attitude, right? No matter what position of the line you're on. If you're a fucking guard, if you're a center, I mean, people shit on the guard position. You know, they're just people say you know they're just bodies on you know just to stuff that gap. But you know, if you're able to have that attitude, it adds an element to your game. That you you don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have that attitude, and if he has it in this division. He's going to need that swagger to be able yeah. to play against these D-lines. But I look at our offensive line, and left tackle, we got Andrew Thomas. You know he's a stud, top three left tackle in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, I think it's pretty common. Probably the best. I think Trent Williams is a little bit better. But I, it depends you, on... Andrew Thomas is younger, though. You know, he's 25, or, or, is Trent, or, or who has more, like 37. Who, who has more upside at 25? Definitely, definitely Andrew Thomas. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, if you want to call Tristan worse, you know, I, know he's, I think he's moving to left tackle this year. Yeah, he I, is. I would still take Andrew Thomas at left tackle over Werfs. No, dude, yeah, that's a question mark, though. Because yeah, yeah. moving from right tackle to left... It's, that, it's different. Well, like first of all, the left tackle position, it's funny because he, he's going to be protecting a left-handed quarterback. That's yeah. actually not the blind side anymore. So that's mm-hmm. still technically the right tackle for a left-handed quarterback. So the right tackle for a Who's left-handed left-handed quarterback. Tua. Other than the Bucks. Worse. Oh, Worse is moving. Oh, he's moving. Oh my gosh, that's not gonna. Oh, yeah, that's they, gonna they, be rough. They, they, don't, they cut Donovan Smith. They, they don't have a left tackle. Wait, who did the uh, the Dolphins pick up? They picked uh, up an alignment from the Bucks. Dude, that's uh, that's unrelated. Donovan Smith. I think I think it was Donovan yeah. Smith. Oh, it's trash ass. But yeah. But anyway, so yeah, looking. But our left tackle Andrew Thomas. You know, you know he's a stud. Left guard. I don't know who's gonna start there, but we you know last offseason we Brian Dable and Shane drafted a guy named Josh Azudu, third round pick guard. He wasn't too great for us last year, but it's a guy we invested in. And, you know, guys like that were, you know, if it's a guard in their rookie year or if it's a left tackle, they look Some rough. Some linemen, you know. I don't care. Like, it's, it's one of those it things. Takes, it I, takes time. It's going to take three to yeah. five years for these guys to even have, like, make names for themselves, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but, yeah, at center, John Michael Schmitz. And then right guard, Mark Lewinsky, you know, Van Dave, we signed him last offseason. But right tackle, Evan Neal. Like, we, we, we've invested. We've invested in the offensive line. The only question mark on the right on, on the on the line is the right guard is, position. Yeah. Um, that sounds like the weakest link from from my from my view. But I think I think both guard spots are left guard mostly. Glowinski, he's who knows. Average Maybe they bring in some free agents or some depth some guys veterans, that yeah. are actually good. Um, Glowinski's fine for now, but like he's not a long term answer. Um, and obviously, you, you hope to see progression of Evan Neal. He had a rough rookie year, but he's been working with a Hall of Fame tackle. Um, I forget his name, uh, Willie Anderson. Yeah, Willie Anderson is working with a Hall of Famer. So hopefully that helps him out. You know, he's changing his stance around. I think we'll definitely see some progression from Evan Neal. But, you know, Dave Gettleman failed to build his offensive line. That was one of his missions when he came in five years ago was to build offensive line. He brought in Nate Solder and, and screwed us. So That was great, right? <laughs> I mean, he got to Andrew Thomas. I'll give him that, but <clears throat> he couldn't mess up that pick. Um but, you know, I, I just hope that we start to see some real protection for Dan. That's um, what he needs to yeah. develop his pass game. And, and in this division against the Cowboys defensive line, the, I mean, the whole, I mean, every defensive line in our division is, is, is really good. So let's break down the division real quick, just, just briefly. Like, what you guys have to beat. You uh, have to face these guys twice a year each. So the Commanders, I'm really not worried about. I, I hope we can beat them twice. I think you can sweep them based on what they... what Just based on the offseason yeah. and drafts. But what I'm scared about isn't really the Cowboys, because the Cowboys' offense is a question I think mark. we can beat them week one, I hope so. I think we can beat them one time. I think that would be the game to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think the Eagles is going to it's be the, the t- toughest yeah. one. I mean, they beat us three times last year and destroyed us in that playoff game. But 
they did something that they don't know what they did because they pissed us off. Mm. Um, you know, we're coming in hungry. I, I know they're hungry too. They just lost the Super Bowl. They, they really wanted to win that. But, you know, I feel like Eagle, like the Eagles are, you know, especially Eagles fans, like they're kind of writing us off. And, and I know Kayvon, was a quote, it was a, a post on NFL, um, at the NFL posted on Instagram the other day. And it was Kayvon, it was his quote saying like, he loves being the underdog. He mm-hmm. loves being written off. And honestly, I love it too because you know keep sleeping on us. Like please keep sleeping on us. So I feel as a Lions fan. I, I think <laughs> Eagle. I think the Eagles fans deserve to sleep on us. I mean, like I said, they beat us three times last year, so I get it. They earned that right right now. But, but keep sleeping. You, you know? know, so I'm gonna say is keep sleeping because you never know. And they've had they have some suspect holes on their offense and defense now. I mean, but it's still they're the clear cut mm-hmm. number one probably in the in the entire conference right now. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, I, as a Lions fan, I'm gonna be like, I'm, I'm not worried about that division. I think, you know, we got, we got this in the bag. You know, Jordan Love, I'm, I'm. He literally said, "Happy Father's Day, Bears fan." He's a fucking idiot, bro. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Jordan Love for just kind of selling the bag there. But, yeah. but uh, I guess I'll finish up with this draft real quick. I have a couple guys I want to talk about, and then we'll go, we'll go into our, you know, the ceiling, floor, yeah. and you know, predictions. Yeah. So yeah, third round, Jalen Hyatt, and another speed guy. Like we were saying before, just bringing in speed to this offense. Something that we needed. They stole him. Bad. Man. Yeah. I mean, third round. They stole Trade him. Traded up for him. You know, it, I wasn't too high on Jalen Hyatt, but at pick 73, he, he, nothing wrong with that. No. No, no, um, no. That's a weapon. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll start right away, but, you know, guy that can definitely come in and... I think he'll start. Yeah. I, I, I hope so. I think he will, bro. Um, and then fifth round, Eric Gray, running back out of Oklahoma, uh, you know, I don't know much about him. But I know he had like over a thousand yards for Oklahoma last year. Solid season, and you know Saquon. We we don't know what's going on with him. Today's July or June twenty fifth, right? Yeah. So it's good to bring some he, young backs in the building. Yeah, he hasn't Saquon hasn't signed his deal yet. The deadline's July, or July seventeenth, I want to say. So we have what three weeks till that deadline. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but you know, Eric Gray's a guy that can come in and you know relieve Saquon or whoever, um, and then. Apparently, uh, uh, our seventh round pick, Javarius Owens, is safety out of Houston. Apparently, he's been playing well in OTAs and rookie mini camp. But you know, it's OTAs, rookie mini camp. I, I see reports of every player playing good. Yeah. So you know, I'm not gonna put too much into that. But you know, but it's good to hear a name to hear. You know, um, but yeah. So overall, I think we had a pretty good draft. I, I would give it an A. Um, <clears throat> but now I guess it's a good time to go into our schedule, and uh, you know, see. What we're working with this year, um, it's not an easy schedule. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, week one is against, is a, a Sunday night against the Giants, or against the Giants against the Cowboys. I believe we're at home. Um, ooh, I'm gonna go with a dub here. But what do you think, Trevor? I'm gonna go a W because I'm not biased because just because you're a Giants fan I just I fucking don't believe in Dak Prescott <laughs> at all I think he's utter trash and I think this will be his last season as a starter oh, in Dallas I'm not gonna lie to you bro I think he's gonna fall off the fucking cliff here okay. Matt Ryan it type shit wow yeah I, I'm predicting a horrid season from this man wow Okay. everyone so, has tape on him bro so we're taking the Giants here so we're sitting at 1-0 right here week 2 is at Arizona I, I think we, I think I'll speak roll this year and say 2-0 for the Giants yeah they don't look hot <laughs> um, uh, Colt McCoy uh, we'll see what he can do they but, look rough I'm, no game is guaranteed but I think this is a pretty safe game um, week 3 is at San Fran I, I think I'm, I'm going to give San Fran the dub here so I think we're sitting at 2-1 and one here for the Giants what do you think Trevor 
I'd San Fran. I'm I'm gonna give San Fran the W. Yeah. I I don't know what their quarterback situation is right now, but I just their defense I mean, the is team, the defense is so nasty. And just their weapons, their offense, everything just so but good. I don't be surprised if the Giants start out a little hot again, bro. No, they could I'm go three and zero here, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the San Francisco 49ers. Safer pick. If I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm obviously I wouldn't bet because it's not. I'm not gonna bet against my team, but. You know, if you guys are betting out there, I'd probably bet the Niners this yes. game. Yes, yes. Um, week four, this one's a toss-up. Um, it's also a primetime game. It's October 2nd. I believe it's Thursday night or Monday night, one of the two. But we're at home against Seattle. Um, you know, they they had a really good offseason as well. They, they they brought in some guys. You know, Smith and Jigba, Devon Witherspoon. They, they had a good offseason. Um, they beat us last year, obviously, in Seattle. Yeah, but ah, oh, this is tough for me. I'm gonna go with us just because you know I like my team, but you know I, I won't be surprised if Seattle did beat us. What do you think, here, Trevor? I'm gonna take the Giants over the Giants. Seattle Seahawks right. mainly because I don't think that Geno Smith is gonna be able to replicate his efficiency. I think, so um, I think it was kind of a one-year kind of thing, but don't get don't sleep on the Seahawks because yeah. their defense is good. But I just think that the Giants' offense will be better that day. Okay, so we're gonna three and one here. All right, so week five at Miami. I knew we were playing Miami away this year. I wish it was. I was before the schedule came out. I was hoping it was like week sixteen, fifteen. You know, not in September or October in Miami, or yeah. it's gonna be ninety-five degrees outside for a New York team. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins here, just because, like I said, it's it's in Miami in October. Yeah. So I think you know how that stadium works. They put the other team in in the bright sun, and it's at one. So. I'm going to take the Dolphins yeah. there as well, probably, just because of that weather implication, yeah. but also to the fact that, I mean, you're this is the time of year, and coming down to Florida, man, as it's an tough. athlete, I'm sure it's something that, it's you, hot, know, you know, it's, it's a change, <laughs> it's an adapt, you have to adapt to like, that. We're used to it, but you know, if you're coming from New York and we're in October, it's already, it's fall there, you know, the, the leaves are falling off the trees, it's probably about, you know, 60 degrees outside. I agree. You go down to Miami, it's probably like 90, 93, 94 degrees out there in October. So. You definitely feel the change. Oh, yeah. And it definitely affects how teams play. It, we've seen it time and time again. So we're looking at 3-2 and two right here. And week 6 is another tough one. This is Monday night at Buffalo against the Bills. Brian Dable and Joe Shane versus their old team. I'm going with the Giants. I am. I know it's, you know, it's not a... Betting pick, so to say. You know, the Bills are probably the better team right up right now than us. Yeah. But I think Dable's gonna excuse me. I think Dable's gonna do it. You know, we saw we saw the Bills regress last season and this offseason. We've seen them regress and it won't be an easy win. But I think we can do it. I don't see why not. I saw the Lions nearly beat him on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think the Giants can win this game, um, handedly, actually. I think really? this season I, I, you know, shout out to Morgan out there, but I apologize to say this. I just think that there's some there's some stuff going on with Stephon Diggs right now. There's gonna be some regression. I think the Josh Allen, you know, I just he hasn't gotten better. He has never gotten over that hump. He's always just kind of been. He's a great playmaker. Just can't win when it matters the most. No. Mahomes is always. And Dayball has the know? edge because he was in that building. Exactly. And and so do they because they know what he's thinking. <laughs> and he knows Josh Allen. He does better than anybody. So he'll shut something down there, and he'll make it work. And I, I do believe that that's something to look out for. But I, I'm going to take the Giants in that one, bro. Nice. So looking at 4-2 and two here. Week uh, 7 is uh, we're at home against the Commanders. I'll speak for both of us here, and it's, it's probably a dub. Yeah. So looking it's at 5-2 and two years. Uh, Week 8, tough one here. It's, well, it's not really home or away, because it's against the Jets. We're both home. 
I'm going to take the Jets here because of Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> yeah. bro. And mainly for the one pure fact is the Jets have a way better defense. Yeah. Um, Honestly, overall team right now. Yes. It'll take a turnover, coaching, stuff like that, for time of possession for us to win this game. But I think I'm going to go with the Jets as well. I think Rodgers is right now probably better than Dan. Yes, but also I just think that they have a better offense built around yeah. Aaron Rodgers right now. They brought for in sure. a lot of for guys. Sure. So yeah. they'll have a lot more firepower to work with. And I, I do think we can win this game, though. I don't think it's impossible. It's winnable. Don't, don't be surprised or anything. But I'm just saying, on paper... I'm going to take the Jets in this yeah. one. Good. Okay. I think it's a safe pick. Yeah, I agree with you. So that's what, 5-3 Five and 5-3, five and three, yeah. Okay, so the next game is against the Raiders. I think, I guess we can roll those here and say it's probably a dub. <laughs> I'm going to give them, yeah, I'll give them the dub there. <laughs> Might be tough because it's in LA. They show out. but 6-3 so right here, but yeah. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't believe in the Raiders at all this year. I think Neither do I. It's Josh McDaniels. Um, Mc, or should I say Josh McChicken? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, next game is uh, November 12th in Dallas. I'll give this one to Dallas. I think we'll split one. Honestly, bro, just because I don't believe in Dak Prescott, I'm actually going to give it to the Giants here. I'm going to give it to the Giants here. I think they sweep the Dallas. I think they fall. I hope so. I I think they're not going to be America's team this year. So you you have it at 7-3. I have it at 6-4. We'll keep our numbers. Yeah, 7-3. All right, so next week is against the Commanders again away. I I think I'm going to take a dub here, here again. Uh yeah, you know, so, it depends on how Sam Howell's yeah. playing, but I I think yeah no I'm gonna go eight and three here. So they're at eight and three. I'm at seven and four. Next game is against the Patriots. This one I think definitely is winnable, but you know it's the Patriots. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, eight and eight and four. Eight and I'm, four. At, I'm at yeah I'm at eight and four. Uh, uh, this this game solely depends on how our season is going and how their season is going. Yeah. I feel like this one you can't predict now because you no. never know with the Patriots. You, you never do. You don't. But I'm just going to trust I Belichick. I agree with you, though, yeah. I, I think gonna... if they're in, they're in New England, right? No, nah, we're at home, but... I think they come in and pull off a little upset on I, the Giants. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game, but yeah, I think I agree. I'll go with the Patriots there. So I'm at, what, 7-5? and five, You're at 8-4? and four? Yeah. Okay. And then next week we're at home, December 11th, against the Packers. I'm going to give us a W here again. I don't trust Jordan Love. I don't know him. We, beat him. we beat him with Rodgers. Why can't we beat him with Jordan Love? You know, Jordan Love could be the next MVP. We don't know. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see it when we believe it, but I'll, we'll I'll, believe when we see it. I'll go 9-4. and four. I'm going to uh, take him over the I'll Packers. 8-5 and five right here. The next game is against the Saints. I'm going to go with the W here. I'm not very high on the Saints this year. I'm actually going to go 9-5 and five here because yeah. I think the Saints are going to take the division in the South. Uh, I think they're, okay. they're a sleeper pick for me to actually go and do something. To play. Their defense is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think they're the best team in the division. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they're a sleeper. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them over the Giants here just because I think it's going to be a gritty game. And a, okay. You know, Derek Carr you know, might do something there. But so we're both back at 9-5. and five. Yeah, okay. both back at 9-5. and five. Next game is Christmas, 4-30 at Philly. I think this is a loss Fuck. for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to give us. that an L yeah. to the Giants. So they're going to be nine and seven. Nine and, this, this is at nine and six right now. Nine and six, okay. And then, okay, so yeah, we're both nine and six. Next game is against the Rams. New Year's, New Year's Eve. I'm gonna give us a dub here. That's, right now, yeah, I'm right. gonna give them the dub over the Rams so just because Stafford's old. The that team is aging, and yeah. it's they they lost a lot of pieces. And, you know, you can never count out Sean McVay, but. You can't. Uh, we, have, we have a bet, way better roster than them right now. I think so as well. They're okay. in the gutter. So we're both at ten and six right now. And now, last game of the season, January seventh, is at home against the Eagles. This is the one I think we can win. This one will have our playoff implications on the line. Yeah. No, that'll be a tough game. I think Dayball can 
you know, not get swept by the mm-hmm. Eagles there. I think I'm gonna give it to the Giants. I'm Ele- so eleven and six is what we're both saying. Yeah, I can say eleven. Right, and right six. what you were saying. You were saying eleven wins. No, right I can. You were saying. I can see that. I yeah. mean, it's gonna be tough, but they should be able to do it. It's definitely gonna be hard fought. But you know, I think we can do it. I don't see why not. We improved. We got better than since last off season. You know, I I don't see why not. You know, there's a lot of games in here where like I'll say our floor is probably seven wins. Yeah, but I'll say our ceiling is probably 11, 12. I'm going to say your floor is 9, just because you'd, I, I just don't want them to go worse than what they did last year. I yeah. mean, they set a bar last year for the squad and for the coaching staff, so, I mean, they just don't want to fall worse than that because then you start saying hot seat questions in year three and shit, and you just don't need that yeah. controversy. And, but even if we go, like, 8 and 9 this year, I still think we are a... I mean, obviously, this season not happen yet. But a I more still think consistent we are, we're a better team. team. Yeah. Compared to, it was last year, we were a good team, but just so, just, like... How? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like how? <laughs> you know, so some miracle wins in there, some some clutch wins, but doing it with guys that shouldn't have, shouldn't have been done with. Yeah. And I also wanted to uh, shout out one guy we brought back, a guy that for, I forgot about, Sterling Shepard, a guy who's been here with us forever, mm. who's been through the whole Gettleman era. Brought him back on a veteran deal, you know, he tore his ACL last year, I think. Towards Achilles the year before, a guy who's fought through injuries and just fought. I don't know if he's going to make the roster or anything, but you know, he, he, he's a locker room guy who brings energy. And I, this is a guy that I want I want him to succeed with us because he deserves it. Um, he's a guy that's seen it. It's like, same with Daniel, Daniel Jones. He's, he's, they, they have seen the rough. Like They've seen what rough is. Like mm. It doesn't get worse than what those guys have been through in, in NFL terms. Like It mm. really doesn't. So I, I really am glad that you know we're starting to see the turn of a page here and you know I, I think the bet the best is yet to come for the, our players and I think Daniel Jones will, will have a career here this year I mean he has to I mean it's not he, hard to, no. do, to do best better what he's done in the past he needs to do better than at least last year and last year wasn't a terrible season no. it just wasn't numbers it, wise it, it could have been better it, you know his rushing stats always help him mm-hmm. and you know as a quarterback especially in this league where you have to be you have a to good be good passer. at passing yeah. bro like you can't you can't just be one-dimensional. You know, you have to actually be able to be a threat in multiple phases. He has the arm. He has the he has the mechanics. He has the size. He has everything he needs. He just needs to zone in on that football IQ and the study and the tape. And he yeah. seems determined. And he, Daniel Jones, every veteran we've brought in, Paris Campbell has been an advocate for this. They've just talked about how just, like, much of a veteran he is. Like, he, he's a team leader. He's always working. You know, like... He's probably the hardest working guy on our team, and mm. that's what you want out of your quarterback. You know, the quarterback has to be the most hardworking guy. He has to be that guy. He's, that, he's the example. He's you know? the team. He is the team. He's the glue. Um, so you know, I do think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of good things from him this year. You know, between the ears. You know, he already he had the lowest one of the lowest interception or turnover rates last year already. You know, granted he wasn't taking that many. You know, risky. no, still it's good though. He's not making bad decisions yeah. though compared yeah. to you know his first two years were. It was insert this fumble here, you know. Like, <laughs> every game, it was a fumble, it was a turnover, something. So you know, and I think you know the receiving core still is not great. You know, we, you know we have Isaiah Hodgins. It got addressed. Know, it did get addressed. You know, we we didn't get that X receiver, that number one. Would have but, liked to see you guys maybe go after Chark or go, you know, and I know Chark is Chark, but mm-hmm. I, I would have liked to see you guys go get that extra guy out mm-hmm. there or something. But that might be my only gripe on the team, man. Besides maybe not getting. 
you know, may, maybe not a big enough splash play. And, you know, mm-hmm. Brian Awerke, he's, he's a splash guy, honestly. That's a big sign. He's underrated. But I just maybe wish they went and got a safety or something. Yeah. I mean, I'd um, say Darren Waller's a little bit of a splash, but... He, sadly, he's, he's kind older. of past, like, yeah. what his peak really was. But, like, I will say this. You can still get that out of him. Yeah, for sure. Like, get 700, 900 yards out of him this year. I mean, and, come on. And along with him, like, we, we have Daniel Bellinger, a guy we drafted last year. He's, you know, I don't think he has the highest floor. But he's a but traditional he's, tight end. Yeah, he's sure-handed. He's a good blocker. He's, you know, he's good hands. And I think he's a better blocker than he is a yeah. receiver. I and, think he's a good and, asset. And I think he can definitely play off Darren Waller. They can play off each other, you know? And we have a lot of versatility. We do. We have a lot of different receivers with a lot of different skill sets. You know, Darren Waller, you can split him out wide. You, you can put him in the slot. You know, Wando Robinson is still there. We got him second round last year, you know. Jalen Hyatt is, like, he's a guy you can move around. Paris Campbell. I can't know. say that they don't have weapons because they right. do. It's just they need they need to – they need, like, put another it all together. off season yeah. maybe. Yeah. To And they will. They'll obviously have that. But, you know, I just don't want anyone to shit on them for not, mm. you know – putting up Tyreek Hill or fucking Justin Jefferson numbers off rip because they just don't have that guy no. yet. But they will when they have the chance yeah. to be able to spend that capital or go after that player in the draft when they don't have a blaring need yeah. at center or fucking you know, left tackle. And that's one thing we did. Like You look at our roster now, we don't have many glaring holes anymore. Yeah. You know, obviously, we could use a safety. We could use a, a linebacker, You know, some, some edge rush depth, you know. Things here and there, but but no, no, yeah, nothing like, screaming at you. Exactly, like going into this draft, we needed a second corner, we needed a center, like we needed some positions. Yeah. Now, like we needed a tight end. Like Bellinger was good last year, but he's not number one. Exactly. So I mean, I, I'm glad. You know, I I think Shane and Dave are making the right moves. I like Shane. Yeah. I, I you know I think you know shout out to him real and quick. He's young. He's you know, in his forties. He's, he's a younger early forties. Younger GM with a different type of mindset mm-hmm. on how to build a squad than some of these older heads. But Dave I, <laughs> Trent Bulky. Trent Bulky. Like I fucking hate that guy. Bro. Hey, he's doing all right though. He's not doing bad. No, no, but dude, like, now he's not doing bad. Dude, one year doesn't make up for <laughs> thirteen years of since shit. since Doug Peterson came in. Yeah, 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 because he's like, yo, Trent, bro, like, you're gonna gonna get fucking fired, dog. What are you thinking? You want to take fucking Jameer Gibbs at two? Who fucking knows, bro? I shout out to Jameer Gibbs, not shooting on you, but I'm just saying this guy sucks. But now he's doing good because he finally has some good influence, and that's kind of what's going on with the the Giants now. They got a good GM, a new GM knows what he's doing with a veteran head coach and uh, just a coach in general. Veteran coach, you know, Co- you know first time head coach, but veteran coach, yeah. been around the block, yeah. been around and, the block, and then you put it together with not only a premier running back who should come back, who knows if he is, but and then also you have a stable quarterback in Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, and that's really all you need to start, and then just to go to the direction you want to go in, and they're going in the right one. And I just want to say, some people will, some people will knock us for paying Daniel Jones and not paying Saquon. I, I get it, you know, Saquon's a flashy superstar, but you got to pay your quarterback before the running back. Todd Gurley's a Prime, prime example. example, like don't pay the running back. You gotta pay your quarterback. Don't pay the running and back. I know we've seen instances in the past with Tannehill and Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's one of one. I know Saquon's good, but no one's been as like good for so long and stayed healthy like Derrick Henry. Yeah. So that that's an exception. You know, I I want Saquon to get paid. I want him to stick around, but it has to be for a right price. You know. We know how the current NFL is. You can't pay a running back a lot of money. You just can't. And, you know, he's going to be that same reliable player. Yeah. And, but, he, I mean, over time, and, and anyone out there listening, you know 
that attrition on your body, you're going to lose speed slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. You're going to get injured I mean, a little more. Zeke. Look at Zeke and Leonard Fournette. Like, they were good two years ago. Fuck yeah. Look at them now. Nah, it's crazy. The, They're the, both, The like, deterioration. I mean, look at bodies. Alvin Kamara. Like, I feel like it was just... Yesterday, when all, when all these guys were like the next guys coming up, you know, and then now they're the guys that are fizzle, starting to fizzle. Like Dalvin Cook just got cut. There are guys that are starting to fizzle out now. Which I know? don't know why. He was like he had like a three year stint that was good, right? He yeah, a, he, he had a big, good, had yeah. big injury the, like a rookie year. But other than that, I mean, so I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. That was a weird cut. Yeah, I and mean, I get Matson is there, and you can get him for cheap. And, but like, why did they not cut him before? Like months ago, before yeah. free agency, you know, like, I, I don't know. Or utilize him in a trade. But you know, I, I think uh, Dalvin Cook's gonna get paid like eight to nine million, and that's gonna lower Saquon's value even more. Mm. And I, I just, I do think Saquon will be back, but I think this is probably his last season with us. I don't think we're gonna sign him to a deal if he doesn't want to take what we've been giving him. We've been giving him some hefty offers, and he's been declining them. So I mean, if he doesn't want to take fourteen million a year, which is a good amount for running back, I mean, yeah, he, honestly, I love you, Saquon, but he can go. Yeah, I mean, I, we we can't we can't do that. We have other guys we got to pay. You know, Andrew Thomas is next, and what's he going to make? Twenty five million a year, twenty six million a year, a lot. No, it's something that is scary, and, and that, that's what makes being GM a tough decision. You know, like because you're going to have to play with that kind of money, exactly. and you know, make it work like, somehow. You know how the casual fans like that play mad and like, oh, I could be a GM. Like, no, like this is. This guy's fumbling yeah. around with five hundred million dollars, right. like and he's got to make this work. To be in. He's got to field a team. Got to make sure everyone's happy. Got to make sure all these agents are happy. I mean, right. it's a crazy business, and we see that through in and throughout. I mean, it's, but, I mean, the two major, you know, like re-signs we got. I mean, one was Dexter Lawrence, our star of the team, like our heart and soul of the team, and the other one was our quarterback. Needed. I mean, you can't argue with that. No, you know? it's a good method. Good and, philosophy. And honestly, that's what needed to be done. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, especially now, I mean, it's it was crucial that they got those deals done, especially before the draft. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good that they did. And but Dan's was done minutes before the fucking franchise time. Yeah, no, I saw that, bro. That was like, like three minutes before. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, but I mean, I think this is a good time to wrap it up, though. I mean, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, let us let us know what you think the, you know, your Giants predictions are. You know, I know there's a lot of haters out there, but you know, <laughs> Trevor, I'm glad to have you here Fuck as a, kind of a neutral source. But you know, I mean, I hope we win the Super Bowl this year. I don't think we will, but you know, sky's the limit. You know, if you're a fan of any, if you're a fan of any club, you better hope you're winning. <laughs> you know, the big championship. But no, they have a serious chance, yeah. bro. Especially in this conference right now, there's a window and it's open. It's wide open. Yeah. So if there's any chance, it's now. And, yeah. and I'm not saying just now, but they could build something special here. And they have the right coach and the right GM to do it. So I have faith in the New York Giants for sure. And we'll definitely be bringing yeah. a shit ton more Giants content. But yeah, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. But I'm definitely going to you know, start pumping out more solo episodes on the Giants and stuff. Or just, you know, whenever, whenever I feel like an update needs to be done, you know, I'm going to learn how to do my own episodes like Trevor does and you know we're all gonna learn how to do our stuff but oh fuck yeah bro yeah, stick around for at football season we're gonna have a lot of content planned out fantasy football betting stuff like just whatever you can think of and, and give us some of your ideas you know what what do you want us to talk about DM us tweet at us whatever um, but yeah I mean I hope you guys appreciated this, this outlook on the Giants and you know stick with us for the next one peace out guys take care thank you